God, yeah, we forgot to talk about this, but that kid screaming Bihari in the in the crowd during the match. Oh my God! Did you hear I'm that? A, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm against uh, slapping your kids as, as a discipline, but no, sometimes it's needed. <laughs> sometimes it's necessary. Hey everyone, welcome back to the tenth Silly Points podcast recording. Um, I'm here with Rishi and Lakshya. And um, yeah, we're here to talk about the Australia-India series, the third match in SCG. Um, it was a pretty exciting one, but yeah, we'll get into more details on that. So um, actually, yeah. before we get into the before we get into the dialogue about the fourth test, um, I think it's probably worth revisiting a little bit of the third test and the price India paid for such a draw. I mean, it was an mm-hmm. absolutely wonderful achievement. The longest fourth inning that they batted in over 41 years, I think, but... The fact remains that they are now down to probably what resembles an India A squad instead of an India squad. Um, so first starting off, right, when Ashwin was batting, the thing that caught my eye the most is there was very little true discomfort evident from his batting, from his motions, from his movements. In contrast to Vihari, who looked like he was honestly struggling to make it through and over at a time. Like, I think what surprised me the most watching Vihari and watching Ashwin play is that they were able to just stand in the oppressive heat and just continue blocking and blocking and blocking. And, you know, people talk about the pitch being like a little bit placid, I guess, but it's a day five pitch. No day five pitch in Australia is generally, you know, tame. At best, it's maybe challenging than usual, but that doesn't mean it's easy. And to do what they did there is, quite frankly, more impressive than a lot of wins that I've seen India pull off. Definitely. Yeah, I was uh, listening to an interview from Ashwin and Vihari just after their match and them reflecting on what their their innings was like um, in the fourth innings. And Ashwin was talking about right when at the beginning of his innings, he was facing Lion, Lion and he played a shot over, over his head and um, it kind of like strained his back and he pulled it and he was talking to Vihari in the middle, um, essentially saying that I have to be on strike to keep my back warm because I just tweaked it even more. And he like when, whenever Lion was there, he just felt the need that he had to play everything on the front foot just to make sure that he was stretching out his back, keeping it warm. And there were, there were points where, like, they Ash, you, you would think that Vihari being the better batsman um, at that time, even injured, that he would take uh, predominantly take a majority of the strike. But Ashwin took a lot of it this time, just the fact that he wanted to maintain his, his um, position with his back. And he ended up facing Stark and Cummins and, in that fire, and those fiery spells. Not so much Stark, but Cummins. Um, and you saw that he put that um, abdomen guard in or that uh, chest guard. And um, yeah, he was he was just talking about how how painful it was just for him to go through that, and just the rotation of strike has a lot more to do with just like e- even if you're the worst batsman, you still want to maintain strike um, just for certain reasons, and that really dictated the the progress of how that entire match played. It was pretty interesting. Yeah, um, I think what was most shocking about India's effort to draw the match was the players that actually were the heroes of the day. We had Rishabh Pant, who previous day who was injured two days before, was not able to keep in this Australia's second innings, come and play one of the, probably his easily his best innings in international cricket so far. 
really looked to take on the game. Kapumi took down Nathan Line all over, all around the ground, and then unfortunately gave it away right before the new ball was due. Pro- halting what could have been all-time great in- innings up there with what Ben Stokes and Kusal Pereira did in, did in 2019. Hanuma Vihari, su- superbly superb innings, but completely out of form before and injured a lot of pressure and really everything to play for. He really stepped up to be the hero. And Ashwin, who, as we know, was injured as well and also has not been in the best form with the bat over, over the years. He really, really took responsibility and brought back that old 2016 form back. Yeah. So yeah, and then Pujaro obviously played it. He played his second good innings off the match. He had come into the match under a little bit of pressure after a poor first two tests, but two solid fifties. He looked really solid at the crease and really looked like really showed why people com- have called him the wall and co- compared him to Jawad before because Australia had didn't look like they were really going to get through him ever. But yeah, I mean it'll be interesting. He definitely did play well on the SCG grounds, but if you go to the Gabba in Brisbane or uh, the Gabba, you'll the pitches are just quicker and bouncier. I don't know how he'll fare against the pace stack there. It'll be interesting to see that because he didn't he didn't do that amazing um, in the first two test matches. But um, yeah, but he's, he does have a good record again. In he has a good record in Australia, obviously from the last series where he did right. play on faster, bouncier pitches there as well. But yeah, um, it was a definitely this definitely one of India's best uh, matches. I test matches that I could think of recently times even it, it i put this even over their melbourne melbourne victory they lost they basically lost half their players trying to draw this match obviously now vihari and jh are confirmed to not be available for the fourth test boomer bowled his heart out in both innings and now he's not available for the fourth test um i'm not sure what what the status report on ashwin is but i don't think i don't think they've confirmed if he's unavailable for the fourth test either but he also played his heart out completely and Threw his back away as well, so definitely one of India's most impressive draws. Ashwin is in doubt. Vihari is almost certainly not playing. I think with Ashwin, what they're going to look at is: is there any conceivable chance that he could play? Because we've seen him play before injured. It's not been pretty. He played, and I think, I think at Southampton against England, England. yeah. England. yeah. Yeah, and, and he was absolutely atrocious in that game because he could not have his traditional action working for him without an immense amount of pain. So I think it would be a mistake to pick Ashwin just because the question for me becomes, would you rather take a healthy Kuldeep or an extremely, extremely reduced version of Ashwin? And if you take the reduced version of Ashwin, you endanger his availability for the England series. If your target is a World Test Championship final in um, England in June 2021, then it makes sense to put all of your eggs in the England series basket, try to go for a 4-1-5-0 win there. And that is honestly put in danger. If you play Ashwin, he gets more injured. And let's be real, even if Ashwin plays, India are not anything close to favorites. Yeah, I mean, it's going to... I think the reason India will be desperate to play Ashwin is they want a bowler off experience. You're going to have the pace bowling is going to be led by a guy who made his debut two test matches ago. You have another guy playing the second test, and then probably one or two fast players that will be playing their debut match. So playing Ashwin it would just be an experience factor here. But yeah, it's uh definitely it's definitely not looking good for India in the four test. It's I would usually we have really hot debates here about who should be selected, who should. Who should be dropped? But for me right now, whichever eleven players are fit, you just got to pick them. I think Mayan Gagarwal is also has an injury issue, so I think he got hit in the hand. 
he sent for scans. I don't think they've come back yet. Yeah. So it's not looking good for him either. So if Mayank is fit, he'd probably be replacing Vahari. If he's not fit, I think then India have to go back to Prithvi Shaw. I think India have to go back to Prithvi Shaw because based on Vahari, Jadeja, Ashwin not being fit, so a debut, a new fast bowler is definitely going to come into play. That'll be between Shahil Thakur and uh, Tina Tarajan. Um, Sundar Kuldeep Yadav will probably be contending for Ashwin's spot. Uh, obviously, Kuldeep Yadav is the incumbent spinner left in the squad, but India are also looking at Washington simply because of batting experience. They want to prolong their batting because obviously replacing Jadeja is more... is not, You can't just replace Jadeja with a bowler these days. He's serves right as a pure batsman only. And then I think I think it will probably promote Pant up and then to where Vahari was batting and place Saha as a lead keeper. Yeah, Pant going in at number five showed kind of their plan for the next series, right? And the next game, really, like, can we play um, Risha Pant as a specialist batsman? I think the answer is an emphatic yes. The, the question for me ends up becoming, let's say Vihari isn't available, so you pick Saha for him, actually, right? If you pick Saha for him and you have Pant playing as a specialist batsman, then it's like a... It's essentially almost a double swap. You swap Bunt for um, Saha, and then you swap uh, uh, Vihari for Bunt almost, right? Then the question becomes, Ashwin is out. Do you take the guy who got a five for the last time he played in Australia in a test match, which is Kuldeep? Or do you take someone who's probably showed a little bit better form in uh, Washington Sundar? Because I think as we've gone over in this podcast previously, Kuldeep Yadav is not necessarily the same bowler that he once was, even a few years ago. He's had a horrid run of form in the IPL. He's not had a great go of it in the ODIs. He's been dropped from the T20 squad. So really, is the trust factor there for India right now? Do you want to play him knowing that this is not a bowler at his absolute peak? Yeah, I think I think that's a question to ponder. I think it's worth a little bit more debate than people might think. Um, I, I think Akshar Patel is with the squad. I think it would be a massive mistake to pick him. But I think for me, it would be between, for that spin bowling slot, um, Washington Sundar or Kuldeep Yadav, I don't think it's that clear cut of a decision. As you said with Pace, now the question for me in Pace is, I mean, you've got Siraj leading the attack. <laughs> Your number two is going to be Saini. And then your number three will probably end up being Shardul Talker, I think. I don't really see any other alternatives, to be honest. Yeah, okay. I think Shardul Talker will probably, because he has a lot more first-class experience than T. Natarajan. The hype around Natarajan is simply because he had a, he's, had a, he's had a really good six months of cricket in ODIs, T20s, and the IPL. But if you're I mean, you could actually play both, right? Jadeja isn't playing, so you could, in theory, play Shardul Talker as a direct replacement for Jadeja because he can bet. And then you can play um, Natarajan as a replacement for um, uh, for your last pace bowling slot. Man, so, I can't track. So, so I wouldn't come in on that. I case. cannot track these players who's who's being replaced. Okay, so looking at the, okay, my issue with Washington Sunder is first off, he's not a spinner. Let's just be brutally honest. That's what well, he bowls is not spin. It's uh, he does not even try to put revolutions on the ball. He's not played a first class match in three years, anyways. So he has no experience there. He's basically just bowls right arm slow, and he's a really good bowler switching up lengths when Batson are coming at him. Making his test debut in Australia on pitches that anyways are not the best for spinners probably will be a big mistake, but I think India only thinking of him because he can bat, and 
because he, Jadeja is out, Bahari is out, most likely we'll be having Saha at seven, which is already shows a thin adding lineup. And Ashwin and Jadeja are, are very decent players to bat at six and seven usually, but India now have to replace them with bowlers who can't bat that well. So I think that's the only reason why they're tempted to watch it. So they're on bowling front, Kuldeep is a much superior bowler than Sundar because he actually knows how to spin the ball. Um, so I think I think what India will probably do is so we got I think what like, Sundar gets though, and the thing to remember is Sundar gets a lot of overspin on the ball. He doesn't really get turn; he gets overspin. So he might be a little bit more useful than that on Australian pitches. The thing is, for me, if you pick Washington Sundar over Kuldeep Yadav, and I can see the reason why. He's a better batsman. There's question about how effective Kuldeep will be as a bowler. But if you pick him as a bowler over, over Kuldeep Yadav, you're essentially saying Kuldeep Yadav will not play a game for the Indian team in the next two years. I mean... No, yeah. If they're picking Sundar's a better bowler than Kuldeep... But if they think Kuldeep's the worst spinner than Sundar, why even pick him in the squad? That's the thing, exactly. Kuldeep is clearly there because he's definitely a better spinner. He spins it both ways. He's got a fight for in Australia. He, he played, they, India picked him in, as a replacement for Chahal in the ODI series. I actually thought he bowled pretty decent in that match. He seemed to have some of the reps. Obviously, his stats was not great that match, but I still think Kuldeep has a bright talent. It is a bright talent for India. But here's another option. Why even bother picking a spinner? This, this is GABA. It's, 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 it's hell for spinners. It's not... Not a place where oh, even the world's best winners have been destroyed at this ground. Graham Thorne's career was not ended at this ground, but it's his the ending it was the, kind of ended at that ground, let's be it honest. Was, it was fully ended at the WACA, but it started at Brisbane. Moy Nolay has been dispatched all over it in Brisbane. Plenty of the Ashwin in his first two testers was dispatched all over in this ground. Some of the Yasser Shahs had a poor record here. Why even bother playing a spinner? How about go with four pace bowlers for eight, nine, ten, eleven and try to pick your seven best? available batsman. I mean, Serge, what do you think? What would you do if you were Ravi Shastri here? What would you say? Um, I'd bring in Prithvi Shah. Really? Um, you have well, Prithvi Shah. Yeah, I would. It's like, you don't have an yeah. option. <laughs> okay. No, the, I mean, the option would be having Sundar and having him as a batsman as well. And then instead of... Um, uh, Jadeja, and then you I mean, have to fill in that Bihari spot, right? So you bring in, you can bring in Saha and then punt, right? So I'm seeing instead of Saha, you have Prithvi. I know we bash Shaw a lot, especially in our group chats. We're not going to suggest he Sundar's a better batsman than Shaw. We're not. No, 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 no. That's and, not. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just up. saying in a different yeah. position. Let's look at. Let's saying. look at something so, here too. India will not. The, one of the biggest uh, success of India in this in this test match, which is something they've not had in overseas test match, was the opening partnership. Two opening partnerships of 50 plus. Mm -hmm. Both openers got 50s in separate innings. So the Shubman Gilroy combo will stay for this ne this next test match. Prithvi Shaw will probably, if Prithvi Shaw does play, he'll probably slot in at six. Pont at five, uh, Shaw at six. So the fact with Shaw's technique, he did struggle in the moving ball in the first test, but he might fare a lot better if the if he doesn't have to face the new ball now. He might, you might actually see, he might actually do well because Australia doesn't swing the entire 90 overs anyways. So. I mean, if he's coming in at six, he's probably going to be facing. The well, let's hope the batsman. Let's hope the Indian batsman play well enough to get there. Yeah, but Hopefully. if any of batsmen are, play, if he's coming at the second you go, then India is probably in a very good position then. So. The thing for me is this: let's say I think if we if we were to pick a team right now, we're all settled in the top four, right? You've got 
It's pretty easy. You've got um, top five, really. Yeah, you've yeah. got um, Rohit and the five got, players. Yeah, yeah, you've got Rohit and Shubman Gill opening. You've got Pajara one down. You've got Rahane two down. You've got Punt three down. Right. Yeah. Then the question becomes, what happens from here? You've got six open spots and really only two players who have their spot locked down, guaranteed, which is Siraj and Saini. Yeah. So what then? You've got four players to pick, really. Uh, two batsmen and uh, two bowlers. And then one of the batsmen will be Saha, because I think it's set that Saha is going to keep this match. Yeah, so let's say Saha comes in, and Saha is going to be batting at seven, because uh, he's probably not good enough to bat at six. So then it probably has to be Prithvi Shaw. The only exception I can see, the only argument I can even entertain for picking Washington Sundar is this. If you don't think Prithvi Shaw's batting form is good enough and you think that in net overall value contributed in terms of giving the other bowlers a break with, you know, with interjecting for some overs, if you can pick Washington Sundar for that, then it would kind of make sense. But I think at that point you're doing damage mitigation instead of trying to win. So if you want to try to win, you've got to take Prithvi Shaw. Oh my God. Are you I think damage mitigation is definitely damage mitigation is definitely going to be necessary though with Sine being one that of the main true. Because the, um, are we the trying amount to, of runs we, that he leaked. Are we is trying to terrible. win this match? Let's just draw it. I think India should just focus on trying to draw it. <laughs> no, I, trust me. The, the I, think, I think India. Like Gabba, you can't pull out a draw at the Gabba unless you pray for rain. Yeah. I think it, it, I think what India wants is they want eleven players fit for England. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's a good way to put it. I mean, but so so let let's just say for a second, let's just take Prithvi Shaw at number six. Let's take Saha at number seven. I just like that, for me, Prithvi Shaw is only at six, assuming Mayank is injured. If Mayank is playing, he'll take six. Mayank, I thought broke his hand. He's getting oh, yeah. scans on it. So yeah, if he's if he's healthy, he goes at six. There's no question. Otherwise, you start with a. You think he would play at six, or would would he play at six, or would you move Shar? No, no, no. He plays at six. There's no way you move Rohit from opening, especially given that he's made that spot his own. He's the vice captain. He he picks where he wants to bat. Um, And Mayank hasn't had the best run of form, so you don't want him opening. Uh, But let's take Mm -hmm. at eight. I would probably take Shardul Thakur, and at nine, I would probably take um, Kuldeep. I think it's just dangerous to go in with four pacers, especially given that. I mean, I don't think they're going to be able to handle the bowling workload. That's exactly why I'd go with four pacers because, like, I wouldn't want I wouldn't want two guys who are who have just started their careers bowling 30, 40 overs. Especially Gabba, Gabba is a flat wicket. It might be fast and bouncy, but it's a pretty flat wicket. Big scores are usually made at this ground, so I would probably want to be able to spread the workload amongst four pacers. Wouldn't want wouldn't want to be ruining Siraj or Saini's Test career already here. But Kuldeep can bowl a higher volume of overs overall. You yeah, know, more so than the other ones. Yeah, but that's true. But Kuli, okay, but also looking into conditions, Kuli Yadav might not do well on, on a quick pitch. Actually, no, he actually would do better on. on he a would quick, do better on a quick pitch. He'd do better on a quicker wicket. Yeah. Yeah, he's. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, Kuli, Kuli. So yeah, I would definitely could. You could definitely have Kuli in three pacers. Yeah, but I, I don't think India have the option of five bowlers this match. They don't, unless you go with Prithvi Shaw drop for um, Washington Sundar, which again, at that point, I think you're really grasping at straws because I don't think Washington Sundar is a test-level bowler. If you're picking him, it's because you think the drop-off between him and Shaw and batting is not that high, and you think that Washington Sundar can get some decent bounce and spell your bowlers. Yeah. I'd still, yeah I guess Kuldeep can... Yeah, I guess yeah. Docker at 8, Kuldeep at 9, and then Sangi Siraj 10-11. 
You know, it's hard because if Vihari was healthy and it was um, someone else that was injured, if Vihari was healthy, you could say he could be bowling. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was actually going to say that, actually. I was like, maybe Vihari could have been the spinner and then had four, four pacers. Yeah, but it's just not happening right now. That's the thing with India that they – I know they're getting better at this. So there's a policy that's been instituted in the Indian team's nets, which is that if you're a batsman um, and you're one of the newer guys, you have to spend 45 minutes per net session after you're batting just bowling to the to the players, and that's to develop your bowling part-time skills because they realize what a spot they've put themselves in. I mean – if Rod Coley doesn't bowl, Rahani doesn't bowl, Pujara definitely doesn't bowl. I don't even know if he can land it on the wicket. So you've got <laughs> oh, Pujara's a great leg spinner. Don't don't sleep. He's got a leg. He's got a leggy. I uh, I don't. I think that so that was a big issue brought up in the ODI series because India obviously with Pandya's injury they didn't have a six bowling option, and so they there was a lot of debate of why India's bowler batsmen don't have any bowling skills and. They say a lot has to do with the fact that a lot of the Indian batsmen they prefer to go face the sidearm throwers, and that takes a lot of time in their nets that they don't usually go focus on their bowling afterwards because they can just do the bowling themselves. To, to yeah, the bowling them. machine also. Yeah, the bowling machine and those side throwers. But yeah, I mean, Rohit's not Rohit's a good spinner. Yeah, but he's okay. He's not going to bowl. Um, but let, let's take a look. Well, at Australia already turned their eleven. Um, so um, Marcus Harris is coming in for. Or at least for for the third test match, how how they played overall. Um, Pukowski had a dream, a dream so, that uh, until he got injured. Sixty two. Yeah, he obviously until made he got a... injured. Yes, but I I think the sixty two off hundred ten was deep. Like it was. It, it was would have been good innings, but if I was Pukowski, I would be furious with myself. <laughs> Because he set himself up perfectly yeah, to yes. go on to make one of those hundreds that starts your career off perfectly. And he had a great game, don't get me wrong. He's definitely the long-term solution if he stays healthy. But Pukowski, the problem with him in that game was he threw it away after a good start. So he'll be he'll be kicking himself because he's left just that glimmer of opening for Marcus Harris to where if Harris comes in, scores a century or something, all of a sudden the slots are open for debate again. And yeah, I won't lie. That's, that's not, not going to happen, happen Dude, I guess against, against the Indian A bowling attack, yeah. could that could, yeah. But I, I think Australia would know that's also that's the Indian uh, A bowling attack, and they. I'm gonna be honest about Pukowski. He was a he got a very lucky debut. I'm not gonna lie. Um, not first up, he got to play make his debut against on the flats because of the series, while Joe Burns had to play India's full bowling attack on uh, a lot of tougher conditions, and so to only make 62 after being dropped. Three times, uh, dropped twice and a run out missed. I would say he's a bit lucky, so I wouldn't start. I wouldn't get too excited about him yet. Definitely a talented cricketer, but if you look closely into it, I feel. I just feel. I just there's a little bit of me that feels a bit un- unlucky for Joe Burns because he had to play under much tougher conditions, which is also the same for India. I also feel a bit for Mike Guggerwell because he had the tougher of the Test matches and got dropped on a flatter wicket, and then Rohit then Gil got a really push their money in for on the on the flatter wicket there but um yeah otherwise for australia obviously uh, the two big guns are back for australia uh smith not the two big guns but smith and labuschain are back smith showed why he he's never really lost form hands are back i guess he was brilliant at both test matches and both test innings labuschain too missed out on two centuries and but obviously played very very well um I think the biggest disappointment of Australia would have been Mitchell Stark. He was frankly really bad in both innings. 
was. I think Wade also had a lot of issues, especially um, seeing his form from the first few te- uh, first two test matches as an opener, and then coming in at what, yeah, five, yeah, and only scoring thirteen and four, and then the, the dismissal that he got that out was on ridiculous. Well. Like, That's the way one he of those... swung his bat at us. Hebers are placing Travis Head. Travis Head was dropped because Australia yeah. frustrated with his shot selection. But I saw how Travis Head got out, and none, none of that was close to how Wade got out. Wade got out twice like this, once against Shadej and once against Usher and Melbourne. And honestly, those shots make yeah. me say, say Wade should we just drop permanently from the testing because that's just ridiculous. Yeah, I think if I was Wade, the – or if I was the Australian selectors looking at Matthew Wade, what am I trying to get here? The man is 32 or 33, and he's not really shown any signs of kicking on to become the batsman that so many people thought he'd be earlier in the career. He's not a keeper anymore, and there's only, he's a backup keeper at best. And it seems to me like, you know, he had a couple of hundreds in the ashes accompanied by a ton of single-digit scores. Now he hasn't scored a 50 in six games. Um it actually might be more than that, to be honest. And so I'm just wondering, what's the investment here? Cameron Green is someone you want to stick with, obviously. So when Pekowski gets healthy again, do you you keep Pekowski opening, but what do you do with Matthew Wade? Well, you know, it, it depends on who's going to fill that spot. It's, it's Travis, yeah, Travis Head is a more promising batsman. He's 26, 27. He's, uh, you know, he's scored some good... Yeah, the the issue Australia had the issue Australia had. Was but again, Wade isn't converting Wade either. Wade has scored two centuries against England. That was a year and a half ago now, thanks to COVID. But even so, he's not showing any promise. He's thirty three. What are you thinking? Unless he's getting Adam Vogue's like numbers, averaging sixty one, he's there's no way he should be in the team for the returns he's getting. Well, I think the first two Test matches, I think the way he played as a as a not as a makeshift opener was pretty impressive. He looked good against against the Indian bowling. He really looked like he tried to change his game up. So I think he did deserve to to stay in at number at number five. Even though I think Travis said it was a little unlucky on Travis said. But yeah, after the after the shots he played in this test match, it definitely requires it definitely requires thinking again. But I would not be dropping Wade yet. I'd definitely give him another series. He's He's still heads had good first class form too. He scored 150 against Victoria, 170 against South Str- or against Tasmania. He scored a half century against WA, a half century against Victoria. I mean, it just seems like it just, it just seems to me like this is a, a bit of a reactionary from Australia trying to send a message. It reminds me when Kapil Dave got dropped because he hit three sixes and got out, and they tried to drop him to prove some obscure point about discipline. You're not going to get much return on Matthew Wade compared to Travis Head. Head is 27, has the best part of his career ahead of him. Matthew Wade is 33, has not had that impressive of a long-term return. Head scored a couple centuries in test cricket as well. He averages 40. What does really speaking, Wade did a good impressive job of opening, and based on that, he deserved to keep his spot at number five. But if you're looking ahead, after the series, I don't see an argument for keeping Wade in the test team. Well, I don't. I think in test cricket, they- Age's not that big of a deal in test cricket because, like, you're not looking at a World Cup or a T20 World Cup. Like, obviously now in like ODI cricket, for example, you're going to be looking at younger players because 2023 is is far away. But I think in test cricket, right now there's a World Test Championship, so Australia will look for whoever's the best in form. I think the best thing Australia can do right now is in their in a full team is probably have Head and Wade both in the squad and just pick one based on form to bat at five. Because yeah, Cameron Green was really impressive in this test, in this test match with the bat. 
after dog after a working spell by Boomer in the first innings and getting LBW, he played really really well. Played with a lot of freedom, which I think definitely helped him a lot. Being how he's always coming on tough positions for Australia throughout the series, but the, once he got into a position where Australia just needed to score quick runs, he was able to fully show his game off, and he sh- surprised me a bit. I didn't know he could he could bat like that aggressively. Cameron Green, in my mind, is a perfect example of how an all-rounder should bat. You know, he's, at, at least at this stage of his career, he offers a bit with the ball, offers a bit with the bat. He's a very, very technically correct batsman, but he's got the gears to switch into attacking or defensive mode as needed. He's the wild card, the, you know, the, the floating member who can do pretty much anything that they want. In my mind, yeah, fielding too. In my mind, Cameron Green, if anything, is the most promising young all-rounder in test cricket. And I don't think it's particularly close right now. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. I mean, That's I'm not back in this yeah. on his bowling. I know he's coming off injury, but he looks really wayward. He looks really wayward with his bowling. He looks like... He looks got to remember, he couldn't bowl for a year before this. So yeah, it, I know, I know. I'm taking into account his injury. That's why I don't know completely what his full potential bowling is. But nothing in this series has shown me that he's a promising bowler. So there's an anecdote about Cameron Green. His balls literally are looping to the keeper when he bowls the bouncer. Yeah, but there's an anecdote about Cameron Green that I think you guys might like. So uh, Justin Langer was talking about Green, and uh, he was saying, uh, you know, when I first saw him play, I remember thinking, he's a gun bowler. And uh, his coach said, no, mate, he's a better batsman. And I said, what do you mean? There's no way he could be a better batsman than a bowler than after what I just saw because he gave the batsman a proper working over. He watches him bat and he realizes, oh, wait, no, he's clearly a better batsman. Cameron Green is one of those players who everyone looks at him and he says he's a great frontline bowler until you see him bat and you're like, oh, my goodness me. So Green, Cameron Green is coming with so much hype, I'm not going to lie. So I guess seeing that he doesn't have a test wicket yet is a little disappointing because, like, when he bowled his first ball, the commentator was like, "Oh yeah, this is the next Ricky Ponting," and I'm like, "All right, we need to we need to calm down a little bit here." Like, a lot of promising players have had their careers completely ended by comparisons like that, so I got to keep giving him time. Obviously, no, it's it's also the amount of overs and when he's coming yeah, they in, they're giving him a dead ball for him to bowl, and then they he gets like they, he gets do, five they really don't need a fourth bowler to be honest, Australia when you got. Like they're that. using Cameron Green basically. Exactly. They're using him this yeah. series as a batsman, and they're saying, "Well, we want to give our bowlers a break with the old ball. You come on and just get some overs under your belt to get your rhythm back." Yeah. They're not expecting him to take a wicket. You can see it in the way he's deployed. No, I, I think the way yeah, Stark bowled this time, it's. I mean, how terribly yeah. he bowled. I, I definitely could see Cam Green coming Stark was instead way of him and bowling his. He was honestly like middle. he could not. He could not stick to any plan that Tim Payne had set for him. And um, it was honestly, and it was it was really it was kind of annoying to see that the only time he got really revved up was when he got to bowl at the tail ender in the first innings. He showed no no he was down on pace to one thirty k's at best, and he's he's one of the, I sometimes feel like he's usually Australia's best bowler on the flattest wicket. So I thought it was really disappointing to see the way he bowled on day five as well. Right, so another big news for Australia in this four test, it's going to be Nathan Lyons one hundred test match, starting from a. Adelaide groundsman back in 2011 to becoming Australia's highest ranked off spinner of all time and leading wicket taker after Shane Warren. It's been a really, really great career for Nathan Lyons so far. He's dominated the 2010s as Australia for Australia, probably and probably been in the top two, top three spinners for the last ten years. So, yeah, it's gonna be a, it's a really iconic uh, occasion for him. He's not had a lot of luck this series, and I'm not gonna lie, he's had a 
few drop. He's had a lot of drop catches. Uh, seems to always be threatening the Indian batsmen on both edges, but just doesn't seem to be getting the big wickets that he usually does get in these big series. So, be interesting to see if Gabba, where he he actually is one of the spinners that does have a decent record there, if whether he's able to turn his fortunes around and probably pick up a Pfeiffer, because he does need six. He needs four Test wickets to get to 400 Test wickets in his hundred Test, which would be really really exciting to see. He's my favorite spinner of all time, so just felt like shining him out there. Yeah. yeah, I think him and Ashwin would probably be the my the two best spinners off off this generation, and yeah, so I think yeah you could definitely argue who's better. Um, obviously the argument with Lion is he's more successful uh in conditions that don't spin as much, while Ashwin dominates at home and does decent overseas. But yeah, it'll be really interesting to see how Lions probably his face his last phase of his career goes. Probably has three, four, five years left. And see if we can get close to 500, 600 wickets from there. I think we'll wrap it up as well. Um, this was yeah. Yeah, a shorter one, but it was more enjoyable. Um, hope you guys enjoyed. Um, we'll be back um, next week, I guess, after this test match. We're probably going to cover the Sri Lanka England um, series as well. Yeah. Just talk briefly, give our thoughts yeah. on that. But, Quick shout out um, to Nathan Lyon for joining his 100 test joining. match. And, um, yeah. Great bowler. He's been my favorite bowler since I was, yeah. since I was yeah. 11 years old. So I'll see if he turns his look around in the series. Yeah. I bowl like him too. So I copy my action yeah. off him. So yeah. nice. Okay. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Dude, that sucks. That really sucks. Like, when you, like, like I've gotten a couple ducks in a row before. Like, when you go in a bat, you have, like, you just, you just feel like a toothpick. <laughs> You're scared every second. Like, I feel so bad for him. Yeah, he's a, he's a good player too. Like he's like one of the stronger players I recognize. Yeah, I'm sure he'll have a comeback eventually. You watch NBA, right? Yeah, dude. What do you think? Harden mood. Yeah, maybe. Harden, dude. It's gonna be so nice. Well, um, okay, it's... I'm supporting the Nets because I'm a big Kyrie Irving fan, but now I'm like, oh, I don't want to support them like this. See, okay, I I was talking to my friend about this, and we were just saying like. Just the, the ego clash between the three of them. I don't know how that's going to play out. If the Kemp's there, I know Kyrie and Durant did really well at the beginning of the season. Yeah. But they weren't exactly winning games either. So it's like, I mean, their record's, what, six and four or something? So it definitely could be better. But I think, especially with Kyrie being, like, up in the air, whether he's coming back this season or not, Harden will be a good addition. Okay. Yeah. I think Levert to Thunder is – not Thunder, uh, Rockets. Rockets. Levert to the Pacers – is interesting. And then Oladipo to the Rockets, right? I, I didn't really know. I've I just started following NBA. Like, no. playoffs. I don't really, I didn't even know who Oladipo, whatever his name is. Oladipo, yeah. Dude, yeah. he's, yeah, he said, because he was injured, like, he, he made his comeback last season. Um, and then he was just, he's just a solid player. But I don't know. Rockets are not going to play well, anyways. And then Levert's Pacers will be, yeah, nothing eventful. When we had the World 11 talk, who had brought in their 11? I did. You did? Okay. He's number two in the rankings. Always. Oh, okay. I always discount out of the rankings. I'm like, oh, he's going to retire anytime soon. Yeah. Like, I don't really consider him an Anderson. That's just, I like, he still deserves to be there. I don't know. I just like Broad. I, I put Broad mainly for <laughs> Warner. Because everyone put Warner in their World 11s. I was just like, let me put Broad just to take him out of there. Dude, Warner would thrash Broad. Warner would thrash Broad, broad in Australia, though. Pro- oh, yeah. yeah he has. England, England with the Dukes, well. No, there's no way. Yeah, that was us. Warner did well in England in 2015, actually. 
I'm surprised. I, I just mm. Braun bowled unbelievable balls to him. Like, yeah. like as a batsman, I just know like you just can't play that because you just didn't know whether to leave or play. Yeah, yeah. That line, it, it's always that line where he's bowling for like it's fourth stump line, but it's just angling in, and then it would like the keeper would be like right behind the stumps. Yeah, it'd be perfect. It would be really interesting to see how lines probably his face his last phase of his career goes. Probably has three, four, five years left. And see if he can get close to 500, 600 wickets from there. How many wickets is, is he on right now? 396. Yeah, so he's close. Yeah, he's close. Yeah. If pain cool. you had to, if pain you had to catch, you might have been at 400 already. Yeah. What? It was two drops, right? Yeah, two drops. Yeah. yeah. The other drop, I think, in the first thing by one by a short leg. Mm, yeah. yeah. Those then, drops. I mean, I I didn't feel that bad for punt after I saw pain drop those catches. <laughs> yeah. I mean. I still I, I still maintain that Tim Payne is an overrated wicket keeper and an underrated batsman. I've said that before this test series. I think when we talked about it in the World Eleven, nothing about his keeping is in bad. He's a good keeper, but Australia is not the hardest place to keep. And I've seen him drop a lot of catches off Lyon. That's true. He, he struggles under pressure as a leader and as a keeper too. But I think he's I think he's a way better batsman than people give credit for. He scored seventy in the first game. That was a really crucial knock. Even this test match, he scored a thirty not out in the Second innings, mm-hmm. he scored good runs against South Africa and South Africa, but he did, did better there than Steve Smith and David Warner. So I guess I just have a different view of Tim Payne than most people do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm starting to see that, especially after this series, because his batting has come in collection a couple of the innings where the the batting lineup for Australia just was torn to pieces, and then he he comes in, settles everything down, and he sees that that's 70 runs or whatever. That was a really decent. Yeah, that was that. That probably was a changing momentum throughout that game. And then, like, yeah, like I think Australia has better. I think Australia. I didn't think of Payne is he's the best combo of a weight keeper and batsman. Maybe in Australia, Alex Carey is definitely a better batsman than him. Um, Matthew Wade is a better batsman than him. But Peter Neville to me is a better keeper. But then, Peter Tim Payne's probably a better is a better batsman than Peter Neville, and he's a better keeper than Matthew Wade. So he just has the best combo right now going for him. Yeah, overall, he's just better. Yeah, but like I would never say he's the best clubman in the world. I can Saha, EJ Wantling. Ben folks. Tempe is at the level of like oh, Joss Butler, in my opinion, when it comes to keeping. Yeah. yeah. A Joss Butler, Johnny Bearstow. Um, I'd say I, he's still a better keeper than Pont, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, who are some other keepers that are like just decent but play for their team? Like Decock? Yeah, I guess Decock would be a good team that, but, but Decock does tend to drop a lot of catches at times, especially off spinners. But he's just he. Yeah, I mean, so that the he's fairly similar to. Yeah, Payne. he's he's a better batsman. But... Oh, DeCox, yeah, DeCox is the best keep batsman keeper in in world. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's just my opinion on Tim Payne. Yeah, that's good. Well, we're watching the Sri Lanka England match while we're talking right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Broad took two wickets early. Um, yeah, two well planned one one with the. Like what plan and one with the one of his significant one of his uh momentum cutters signature cutters got it the word yeah you know which one player in Chunk that just annoys me Dick Will everything about Dick Will just annoys the way he keeps how loud he is behind the stumps and the way he bats (laughs) I mean every keeper is loud now. For, for their spinners at least. Yeah, but no, but Dick, Dick Wallace has a shrieking, makes those shrieking noises. Like, 
I know it's a strong game when there's a peel and I hear him. I can like hear him. He just yeah. he's such a irresponsible batsman. God, yeah, we forgot to talk about this, but that kid screaming Vihari in the in the crowd during the match. Oh my god! Did you hear I'm that? A, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm against uh, slapping your kids as, as a discipline, but no, nah, sometimes it's needed. <laughs> sometimes it's necessary. I thought the ground had 25 percent capacity. And also that Smith, like the marking the crease, like everyone made a big deal about it's it. Not, I, like, immediately it's knew it. It's not. Have, he does it. I think Payne Ashwin would have been interesting to talk about. A lot of that would have been good to like, talk. about. I don't think there's anything wrong with what either of them said. I, mean, I just think Payne got oh, Payne. Just my problem is like as a cricket player, there's like one rule: I don't sledge players that are way better than me. Like, or, like you're just gonna look. It only come. It'll it'll come back to bite. Yeah, you like right? you just don't yeah. do that. Like. Payne is just Ashwin is just a way superior player to Payne. Like Ashwin is an Indian. I mean, not even that. He he got Ashwin outsledged, if that's a thing. Outsledged Payne. Yeah. Was like good uh, all Ashwin, all Ashwin had to say is, "I'm a bowler and I have four more hundreds than you." That would just. <laughs> yeah. I think Payne actually appalled. Payne even said, "Yeah, I look like a fool," and stuff. I think it would have been funny if, if, what if, like, if Smith said that to, to Ashwin, that would have been interesting because Ashwin can't say to Smith, I'll end your career in India because, like, he can't. He just scored a lot of runs in India. And Smith and Ashwin are on the same level as cricketers. They're both huge match winners for the countries. Ashwin is like, like, I actually wanted to do this as a debate topic. I was like, where do we rank Ashwin as a yeah. match winner for India in all time, all time level? We're not going to talk about pain as a match winner or, like, even as a top. He, he takes the key wickets, Ashwin, right? So, I mean, at least in this yeah, series, Smith, if you look at it, he took Smith, out Smith, Smith every every single match. He's taken yeah. Smith. Labuschagne twice. Got Warner out first ball in this. Yeah. Holy crap. Dude, Parthiv Patel just said, India have an upper hand going to the Gabba, Australia under pressure. Yeah, maybe Wait, maybe, maybe they have upper hand in momentum, but not based on the players available. Wait, okay, Jesus. Okay. The the wind is just going into the matches. I, I know it's, it's completely faulty, but it's just going into that. It's just going to be like 70-30 for Australia. Yeah. See, the thing is like, okay, I'll tell you one thing. When uh, Whenever these type of matches are played, these draw matches, and like one team is going to win and one team's playing for a draw, the momentum always goes to the team with draws, and they always tend to win the next match because like the other team gets burned out. The boys have had to bowl 120 overs. Like when Fafin did this and AB did it, right? Mashed Australia next match, and they did it again. And it when Faf did it to India, they, yeah, but having having a, well, there's a player <laughs> having a horrible team going into the match. Yeah, the players who did this are are not playing the next match. That's the thing. Exactly. Yeah. What? But no, definitely. If if India wins the toss and bats, the Australian boys are. Yeah, that's dead. the only thing I could think of. Uh, India bats. India. The only way India can win is, or even like not lose the series. India would, win, India would win the series. They can bat for. They have to bat first. Hope the Australian bowlers are tired because they're going with the same bowling attack. And then the big, mm-hmm. the three big guns score. Um, Rohit, Rohit, Pujara, Rahane. Yeah, that's probably the only. Yeah, side India has. bowl first, then they have to hope rain and Australia scores five hundred over a long time. They can dead bat, but yeah. But who knows? I've been sh- India's. Seriously, I I was going into this series predicting four zero. I had three. I three one India. And then three one. Yeah, but to pull this many wins out and like a draw, uh, a win and a draw is just insane. Yeah. Already. 
with the teams that they've been playing as well, like struggles with the, the, I think with the order, the bowling lineup just being completely. I think it's like, fair different. to say, like, I, even if Australia win this test, India's a better test team. It's not even close now. Yeah. Like, 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 yeah. imagine Australia coming to India. Okay, let's, 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 let's analyze this. They have Steve Smith. Oh, he broke his back. Yeah, I saw that. They have Steve Smith for the first yeah. test only. Warner is only available yeah. for the last two tests. Um, they lose all three of their pace boys by the fourth test. Lion is, is oh, yeah. not available anymore. This is like Australia coming the equivalent. Like India would not, not be struggling to That's lose true. the matches. No, and then even the last time they were the Australians were complaining that they didn't have Smith and Warner, and that's why they lost. India to do this yeah. is just like yeah. amazing. We have, we have way worse than just now. You didn't have two bats in. We don't have a bowl. Yeah, I mean, granted they are your best batsmen, but we don't have our best batsmen still, and like our entire bowling lineup like, is gone. We don't have like forget we didn't have our first choice pace attack. Our backup is injured too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like Yadav was not going to play. You know, we had our full attack. Bro, it, imagine if Ishan Sharma, Bumrah, and Bhuvaneshwar, Shami yeah. too, having those four pacers as our options, and then Ashwin and Jadeja. That's yeah, just we have lost our two bowling all rounders now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm just trying to think what India had done if Pant was injured too. Because then you'd have to play a bowler in the top seven because there's just no. I mean, Pant. Punt was almost he yeah, got hurt. What right? if Punt that he was injured like, like that? Yeah, so definitely Saha comes in, and then they would have to pay, play four Pacers, and then that was a bit Kobe Benson there. There's no one left in the team. They could do they that. They don't as have well. an option. Yeah. No, 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 I was saying four or four Pacers. So um, uh, Natarajan would come in as well. Natarajan would have to replace um, Punt, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Probably. That, so you don't need to have five batsmen. You don't have six batsmen anymore. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, it would definitely That'd be, be so dude. This is literally nice. but the pace having having more pacers on the Gabba yeah, would be helpful. Yeah, yeah. dude, this is basically a IPL. This looks like an IPL bowling attack. Saint, like yeah. if Sundar plays, it's literally RCB. Saini, Siraj, Sundar. Basically, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I gotta feel bad for them. I got I. Uh, you guys are going in on Saini. I wanted to say something, but I forgot. I don't think he's that bad. Oh, come- Oh, dude, he was terrible. He picked up wickets, okay, but okay. they were just like, if you bowl the worst deliveries and you pick up a wicket, like, you know how if you just play, like, like local cricket, the worst deliveries are the ones that pick up the wickets, right? And it's, like, literally how he's playing right now. And then he's just leaked so many runs. He was worse okay, than Yeah, he did leak a lot of runs, but I've seen way worse on debut. Like, four? Yeah, you kept saying that. It's like, so what? He was still garbage. Well, like, he got four wickets, and his he averaged, what, like, 30, like his average would have been 35, which is not terrible. Yeah, uh, okay. I guess I'm just comparing it to Siraj's debut. Oh, what an That's idiot. I told you, this dude's an idiot. Oh, oh my God. I told you. This dude's been playing for, like, like eight years, and this is going to be known as a one-man one batsman. One idiot. The only man that'll play a reverse sweep on a spinner, off spinner, as a left-hand batsman, <laughs> on twenty off twenty-eight balls with three wi- two wickets down. The and only a man slip. Okay, okay, when I bet, I'll never play reverse sweep. This. Of course, oh, they should have given the wicket to Leach yeah. at least. Leach is one of the players I just like. I'd like seeing him successful. Yeah, how old I don't is know. he? Sure. I mean, he's an off spinner, so yeah. it doesn't really matter, but still. 
Woodward, I think Wood will do well. I mean, he just broke about yeah. it. That was fun to see. Oh, wait. Let's hop oh. off this thing. Oh, yeah.